With Border Protection and Kevin Rudd back in the news this week, we've got plenty of calls on the board wanting to react to what Kevin Rudd had to say. We'll come to those later on because now I want to go to the Home Affairs Minister, Peter Dutton, who joins me on the line. Thanks for joining us, Peter. Pleasure, Chris. Thank you. You must have heard what Kevin Rudd had to say about the government being deliberately inhumane and cruel when it comes to offshore processing and accusing you of trying to appeal to racist voters in this country. Is this the worst slur against Australia and its people we've ever had from a former Prime Minister? Well, as you say, I think uh, former Prime Ministers uh, like Mr Rudd have a special responsibility and I think he's trying to rewrite history, trying to reframe and remake himself and He's obviously still very much estranged from the Labor Party. I think he's still bitter uh, toward Mr Shorten for having been very intimately involved in cutting him down as Prime Minister. So, look, he's a very complex character uh, and people recognise that. But the agreement he entered into when he took people to Nauru and Manus uh, was very clear. Uh, There was no outcome provided for. There was no 12-month limit or that people would come to Australia after a year or two or any Uh, limit at all. Uh, It was very clear and it was only when we were able to strike the arrangement with the United States that we've been able to get people in significant numbers off Manus and Nauru and it will take us years uh, to clean up Kevin Rudd's mess and I think in the end uh, the figures are around about $16 billion uh, that that mistake made and he's one of the principal architects of uh, the failure of people drowning at sea, of kids going into detention and uh, no doubt um, he wants to rewrite history, but uh, he, he just can't. I mean, the facts are very clear. Absolutely. Let's leave him in the past then. You're the person who's helped fix the problem. You are resettling people in the United States, no less, so that's been a great advancement. But, of course, you've got upwards of a 1,000 refugees on Manus Island and Nauru now that you still need to resettle. Is there any chance in the future for the New Zealand deal to come through, which will at least take an extra 150 people annually if it ever happens? Well, Chris, a couple of important points. Obviously, the government wants to get, uh, in particular, children off Nauru, and we've been working uh, toward that. Um, I haven't put any children on Nauru. Uh, We've got the children uh, that Labor put on Manus off, uh, so we don't have any women or children on Manus Island. And we've asked the United States to prioritise families uh, as part of the resettlement deal with the US. So we have 439 people that have gone to the US so far. And many of the children are parts of family units that are under serious consideration by the United States at the moment. So that still remains the best option. And what we need to recognise about New Zealand is that it is a very special case. And the reason for that is that if you hop on a plane to come to Australia from New Zealand, New Zealand is the only country in the world where you can hop on that plane and arrive in Australia and be handed uh, electronically a visa into our country. If you're coming from the United States or the United Kingdom or Canada, wherever it might be elsewhere, even though they're close friends, people need, it's essential that they must get a visa before they hop on the plane. Uh, So New Zealand is the only country in the world that has visa on arrival. And so this is why we've talked about closing the back door of people just going to New Zealand and then coming 
uh, to Australia. Did you propose this uh, lifetime ban legislation? You came up with it a couple of years ago. It would ban forever anybody who was resettled, any refugee resettled elsewhere from ever coming to Australia. Obviously, it's designed to help encourage those people to take up a resettlement option because they know Australia is off limits. And obviously, it's to protect this backdoor method of getting into Australia. Would that actually help immediately if the Labor Party could see its way clear to approving that legislation, voting for it in the Senate straight away without any amendments? Well, Chris, it's uh, certainly a priority. And we had uh, the bill... Uh, in 2016, which Labor uh, refused to support in the Senate. So uh, they've now come at the 11th hour to say that they would be interested with some amendments, but the amendments uh, would floor the bill. And it, frankly, you know, it's clear that Labor didn't get a security briefing, didn't get the information provided to them to make them have an informed judgment. Yeah, why can't they just vote for the bill as it's put up? Surely it's not too high a price to pay. Surely all Australians would agree that if you're sitting on Nauru or Manus Island and you can be resettled in the US or New Zealand or some other first world country, it's a very small price to pay just to say that you can't ever come to Australia for holidays or whatever. And even then you're saying there would be exemptions, uh, exceptions if you like. Well, it's hard to understand uh, why the Labor Party uh, opposed it, but uh, I mean, it's, let, let's look at the history here. When John Howard left office in 2007, there were four people in detention, including no children. 50,000 people arrived on 800 boats when Mr Rudd changed the laws and, and the rules in relation to border protection policy. 1,200 people tragically drowned at sea. Now, we've got all of the children out of detention in Australia. We've closed 17 detention centres. Uh, we have worked... Uh, significantly through the numbers on Nauru, particularly of children, and we're working that number down towards zero. But we need to do it in a way that doesn't restart boats because uh, if the people smugglers are able to message that, look, you can stay on Nauru for a couple of years or you can go to New Zealand, but ultimately uh, you'll end up in Australia, people will pay money again. And all of the intelligence agencies advise that to me. Uh, And it's the policy now of the Liberal Party and the Labor Party that if a boat arrived tonight, those people would be going to Nauru for screening, including children. Now, we see on the Mediterranean uh, vessels where they have unaccompanied children. The last thing we want to do is attract uh, vessels that have unaccompanied children uh, on board. Uh, I've not had a drowning at sea on my watch. We know that there are 14,000 people in Indonesia ready to hop on boats now, and there are 65 million people in the world who are displaced. So this can un unravel very quickly. It can indeed. We've seen it unravel before, uh, but obviously your focus now is still on resettling the people you have on Nauru in particular. As you know, I've been there. I've met many of the refugees and asylum seekers on Nauru. I've seen the way they're treated there. They're getting excellent health services, excellent uh, 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 education and all the rest of it. But of course, they are in limbo. The, 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 the torture, if you like, that I think they're facing is just that uncertainty. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation about the way they're being treated, but I have great sympathy for their uncertainty. Do you have any official feedback now? We're getting a lot of stuff in the media, of course, from the Greens and others, but are the children there uh, deteriorating when it comes to mental health, given how long they've been there? What is the real situation on the ground, the state of mental health in particular, of the families who are who are still waiting on the room. Well, Chris, uh, you know the Greens or the Labor Party or the advocates don't have 
any sort of monopoly on compassion here. I mean, we have absolutely uh, a, a, an absolute desire to get people off Manus and Nauru. The extra responsibility I have, though, um, above uh, anyone else, uh, or the Prime Minister and I, is that we need to get people off uh, and at the same time stop new boat arrivals. And we can't have uh, a situation where we're having people drowning at sea again. We can't have a situation where uh, we have pull factors, uh, whether it's New Zealand or uh, whether it's uh, bringing people to Australia for a permanent outcome. Uh, these are the facts. Now, we have 65 uh, health professionals up on Nauru at the moment. Uh, that's uh, better than a, a, about a 1 to 10 ratio. And, in fact, the Nauruan nationals, uh, bearing in mind there are about 3,000 Nauruan kids uh, who live on Nauru, uh, the locals up there are complaining about the level of medical services being provided uh, to people who are on the island uh, who are not Nauruan citizens. And that's created, frankly, some tension uh, within the local population. So nobody's in detention on Nauru, but as you say, um, they can't leave uh, to come to Australia. They can leave to go back to their country of origin and we'll provide financial assistance for people to do that. But the reality is uh, people are being provided with medical services, but they want to come to Australia. That's what they paid the people smuggler to do. But as I say, there are 65 million people in the queue and we have got an orderly migration program. We've got integrity restored to our borders and we have intelligence uh, coming out of Indonesia and Sri Lanka elsewhere. Uh, that people, you know, will pay money if they believe that they can get to Australia. And at the moment, they don't believe that they can get here. Uh, but very quickly, you could be back in the situation that Mr Rudd created, Ms Gillard and Mr Shorten and others presided over, and this sort of knee-jerk policy response from Labor during the week. I think they've changed their position now three times in two weeks. Uh, that's all, you know, manna from heaven for the people smugglers. And I want to get people off as quickly as possible, but I need to do it in a way... Uh, that doesn't just restart the boats. Peter Dutton, thanks so much for joining us and sharing the facts of the situation. Thanks, Chris. Pleasure, mate. Thank you. Home Affairs Minister there, Peter Dutton. You hear about that. You can hear what he wants to do. It is about resettlement, but you've got to make sure you don't restart this disaster all over again. Great to get the facts on the table and hear about the compassion and the care that's being provided to people on the route because I tell you, in a lot of the media in this country, the government-funded, taxpayer-funded media and the rest of it, you hear nothing but misinformation.